What bottle is that? I, honestly, that's like the first time I've had that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah, yeah. It's very old school. It's like like. Uh, prohibition style. Prohibition style. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, like, not exactly, a, but yeah. It's like a glass mold, like no labeling, <laughs> like with no. It's like no, no, like yeah. It's no frills. Like it says it on the bottle. It's no like fancy. Like it, the bottle is. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. shit is such a vibe, bro. It's like, you know those like those crystal skull vodka like joints. Yeah, that's yeah. like that. Like you yeah. don't really need to explain. Like, right. Oh, this is tight. Yeah, like you see yeah. the bottle, the, like the bottle is the branding. I'm a firm shit, believer you know? that the bottle makes the liquor taste better too. So uh, when you uh, have uh, a fire bottle, you're going, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> my bad. I'm not sure. <laughs> Why don't we all drink? Let me pour you one, one, two. No, I'm good for a second. Okay, go. That was actually probably like the smoothest tequila that I've had. Like, Definitely yeah. some of the smoothest tequila yeah. out here. And these are like, like when I when I, I drank it, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I got you. I know, he was not playing when he bought these shot glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want the tallest uh, shot glass that you have. That was basically what he said. To be honest, I had no Tacos and Tequila Fest is coming up, right? Oh, yeah. Coming right around the corner. Stink on my weekend. May yeah. May 4th. May 4th. Yeah, May, the, May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. Yeah. Me to the Hell, party. yeah. <laughs> hey, we got the fucking Dice Roller three-year anniversary party same same night. That shit, the Tacos and Tequila is like daytime. Get fucked up daytime. All you, and then we got the Rottweiler three-year anniversary party at Parking Rec. Well, I say fucking... Oh, uh, at Parking Rec. At nice. Parking Rec, yeah. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, the, the homie uh, Boogie Bubba laced me with the spot. He gave me the alley oop. So like, shout out yeah. Bubba, yeah, man. He's just coming in a mad clutch as of recent. Man. Shout out to him. We got shout out Bubba for uh, allowing us to get our dice roller one year anniversary off. We got oh yeah, yeah. The, we, the one year anniversary for rock, for uh, dice roller radio. That shit was just this past yeah, Thursday. Yeah, that shit was just happened last yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Thank before you, we bro. like, yeah. Before we get anything across, I definitely want to uh, give a huge shout out to. All the people that showed up, um, yeah, that, that was up. probably the biggest turnout that I could have expected. Like, yeah, no, that, 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 that like really exceeded expectations. Yeah. And like just being in the moment, like I was just looking out at one point, I'm just like, yo, like, like there's too many fucking people <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, it's a Chula, yeah, it's the Chula Vista Brewery, it's Third Avenue. Like, you know, all my Chula Vista natives will know, like, Third Avenue is popping a little bit, like I, like nowadays it is. It didn't used to be like that, but yeah. what we did to Third Avenue that night was like, 
Yeah. Like it had people like like whoa like like third avenue was fucking lit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like damn. I was really proud and happy that we were able to bring that to Chula. All the acts that we had. Shout out Melosi. Fucking oh, yeah. Trey. Seb. Sauce got his sauce. shit off. Sauce yeah. Sauce got his shit off. Rossi got his shit off. Yeah. That shit was tight, that bro. That shit was dope. And it's just legendary. I mean, you know me, like, rep Swap City all fucking day, bro, to my core. And so just mm-hmm. to be able to bring it back home to South Bay and do South some Bay, shit in South oh, Bay, like, and it's just oh, that's, like, the best feeling. That shit is really a great feeling to be, like, this is, like, the hometown. Bro, yeah. bro I grew up fucking going to Chula Vista, downtown Chula Vista for dumb, random-ass shit with my folks, like, mm-hmm. just fucking... Yeah, dude, that, that whole area, bro. Us down there and shit, like... So yeah. to just have like a fucking cracking ass you party. You guys love to have a real like solid situation happening in Chula too, which I love. Yeah. I just yeah. did my first show at Chula Vista Brewery like a few weeks back. Hope for the Hell homeless because yeah. we moved from they moved from oh, Walmart man. over there. Yeah, yeah. Such a vibe, just like mm-hmm. a cool like Mexican lager, like good yeah. beer. Yeah, it's like a hidden gem too because you know it's it's a small town essentially considering like on this grander scale of like how cities are. Chula Vista is relatively small. Oh yeah, and then um, like when when shit is going down in Chula Vista, it's like that like small town kind of vibe where like if everybody in the whole fucking town will know if something is happening. Yeah. So it's like you know with that, I felt like that was kind of the thing because, I mean, you have like the regular like you know everyday people that probably just go there to get drunk, right? <laughs> but you like to see like all these kids, all these like you know like adults just come out to like see what we were doing with it. It was really dope. It was really Hell dope. Yeah. And it was only right we had. Excuse me, we had the... Uh, yeah, tequila hit me already. Bro. A little, a little, slight, <laughs> a little slight hit. Um, <clears throat> Damn, I'm on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had the Rottweiler two-year anniversary right there at Chula. So, mm-hmm. like, really? That's dope. Yeah, and that shit was cracking, too. And, like, Bubba and Harvard Bass were, like, DJing that shit. That shit was lit. And then, yeah, and then uh, like, one of my very first gigs... Maybe even my first gig was Bubba's Posada, which was like like Boogie Bubba's like Christmas party that he throws every year at that <laughs> oh, at that okay. spot. Yeah, okay. and that shit gets cracking. So I've seen like the potential of right. like Chula Vista Brewery to get fucking like lit. Right. He so, did it. So he just did like, it. yeah, well, just be like, Yo. round of applause for Chula Vista. I got I got some sound effects going on and shit. Must be a soundboard I got going on. Yeah. A little air horn too, so you guys know I'm not lying. <laughs> 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 you, you did that shit during the party too. You know? And the party. That's like our signature. You gotta have the air horns go off, bro. But yeah. um, let's get the introductions going. Uh, if you don't know it by now, it's Dice Roller Radio episode 41. number 41, kicking off season five, stronger than ever, fresh off the one year fucking concert. I'll go by Will B. Join with me always. Stilo, Rottweiler, Swap City. The man, the myth, the legend. And we have some very special guests with us. I'll let you guys go ahead and get your, get your names out. Yo, yo, yo. It's your girl, Teal Ideal, rapper, DJ, yoga teacher here in San Diego. Thank you guys for having me. I really rep Rottweiler to the fullest. I love what you guys do. Yeah, Rossi, you, the whole crew, you. whatever you guys are doing, I want to be a part of. So thanks for having me. The Suave. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. The Suave. <laughs> What's up, y'all? My name is Abjo, Abraham Joseph, Abjonia Sanders is some. Um, I make beats. I DJ stuff. I make music. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I'm from here in San Diego. Dago all day. You won't know. San yeah. Diego all day. Um, definitely thank you, Stilo and Will, for inviting us to come and be on the show. This is dope. Thank you, bro. Yeah, we appreciate you, you guys coming here. out, man. And then last but not least. <laughs> My name is Brennan. Brennan Sacedo, founder of About It. 
Doubtit.co. Mm. Uh, if you don't follow us, you know, we're just here for uh, stories meant to be told and people meant to be heard. That's what we do. You know, jumping into culture, helping it thrive, just being here a whole part of the way. There we go. Dice rolling motherfucking radio. That's just wild, bro. Like I love I love having people on this show because it's people that I know personally. That's like my favorite part. Like, bro, I met you like fucking so many years ago. So many years ago. And it was like on some fan shit. Like Loki, my homie Chris, like invited me after work one day. We were working at the attic and he was like, bro, like Oh, you want to go to the homies like um like project release party like album release party, mm-hmm. and it was uh it was Bam circa '86, uh, Leon yeah you back know what I mean? back in at the uh, what used to be called the spot but was it right? It was blends. It was blends. It was blends. Wait, it was blends. blends. Is what I was, yeah, was referring wow. to. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, for VSOP, if I remember correctly, or was it? Truly was it? And truly? I thought it was truly and truly because I, I remember getting like a flyer that was for truly and truly like a free download That's link, right. yes, and I it was. fucking followed that flyer to the fucking download, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. that shit was like tight bro we'll go check both of those out but yeah truly and truly that was probably what it was for yeah we get that's that my yeah excuse me I'm a little blurry because i did have a couple shots so i'm just not remembering <laughs> yes i do remember where that's where i met you guys at that's what's up yeah so that was that was just like bro i got a photo like from that night at blends bro like i thought that shit was lit and it was the first one of the very first times where i was like really being introduced into like the greater yeah. culture of like what san diego like music scene was you know what i mean like I'd been I'd gone one time with Rossi to the Armory, mm-hmm. like and who fucking I think Bam and uh um oh it was like the Homeboy Sandman. They were having like a freestyle competition like inside mm-hmm. the armory. It was just random as fuck, bro. Like it was and that's super... way throwback too, because uh, yeah, the armory, man. Mm. Yeah, bro. But and then I don't know, just to kind of have everything like circle around and like evolve into like what it was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I th- Leon ended up like reaching out to Rossi to have him like perform at um, UCSD, a Porter's Pub, right? You know, back in the day, and like that 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 was like my real introduction to like Bam and like Leon, mm-hmm. you know, and like Tam Porter's Pub was crazy, and that was that was a lot of years ago, bro. That shit was a lot. Of years Remember, you had to go to UCSD to go see a hip hop concert. Like, yeah, that was the only place. Yeah, that's nice. Because it's black owned. Yeah, it oh. was at the end. Was it? Wow. The yeah. homie. Uh, <laughs> that was like in the middle. That was like the middle of the campus too. That was such a <laughs> such a cra- that was such a weird located spot, but it was lit. It, it was, was, it was yeah, it was far, yeah. but people it was, was far. Yeah, it was there. super Everything, far. I mean, Nipsey played there. Kendrick played. Yeah, there. Yeah, I remember I seen Joey Badass and uh, who was it? Like the underachievers there one time. Mm-hmm. They were fucking crazy. That like that venue is not meant for them to be there because they go like <laughs> fucking because they like do mosh pits and fucking like kick people and fucking people <laughs> are throwing chairs. Like oh, Flatbush was there too, bro. So it's like the whole Beast Coast thing at, at Porter's. At Porter's. Yeah, Porter's, I remember yeah. Flatbush, bro. Yeah. They fucking it was nuts, and then. I remember seeing Dom Kennedy there. That was like one yeah. Of my see, like Dom Kennedy doesn't move that much, so that's the thing. So it's like you know, yeah. Porter's Pub. If people remember how Porter's Pub used to look, it was like really kind of like a small, mm-hmm. like not small, but like you ever been to like the epicenter in uh, Mira Mesa? Yeah, Mira Mesa. Yeah. It kind of it kind of has that vibe to it. That's a super throwback, right? But it had that kind of vibe. It had that vibe to it, but it had a bar. Yeah. So that's oh, what made yeah. it ten times better because you the could drink there. The center is kind of shaped like the World Beat Center a little bit. Huh? A little yeah, bit, yeah, but World yeah, Beat yeah. Center has like a, I don't know, it's just it's a, a higher ceiling. A higher ceiling. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, a higher ceiling, and it's not as far either because yeah, that motherfucker was sure. near Mesa yeah, and yeah. shit. I so. think I think 
Teal, I met you through Abjo, I right. think, and I think it was just like at the, like the Barrio Logan Flea Market. Probably. Right, I want to yeah, say, yeah, yeah. like... We lived there for a few years. So. Yeah, and the Barrio Flea Market was, like, fucking tired. I met a lot of people through there. And yeah. that was, like, the first year of me doing Rottweiler. It was, like, doing a lot of shit there. Because I was, I was living in Barrio at the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it's just, yeah. just fucking super just knit night neighborhood. You know what I mean? I yeah. mean, I, f- I feel like living there really changed the game for me, like, culturally. And just who I was, like, associating myself with as yeah. well. Just, like, the... The culture, the community there is so tight-knit and so awesome and yeah. so expressive that, like, moving there really changed the game for us. We're Hell like, yeah. what? Dude, and then this weekend, 420 weekend, is fucking um, oh, Chicano shit. Park Day. I, I know. Forgot. We're going to come. We're going to Chicano yeah, Park. Yeah. I forgot it was 420 this week. There's always a stage, like, right yeah. outside our apartment, literally, like, right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who performed last year? I think... Ramel performed. I know Rossi did a couple tracks. Oh, yeah. R- yeah, Ramel was pretty instrumental in that whole shit that I was talking about, too. Like, yeah. back in, like, 2013, like, when him and Leon were rocking super tough, um, they had a group, a duo. Mm. Brother Nature. Brother Nature. Brother Nature. That's exactly what that was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're talking guys. about fucking San Diego music history. Like, if really? people don't, yeah. like, this is crazy. Like, because it goes back further, but, like, I feel like they were definitely, like, OGs to, like, a lot of the, the younger homies that came have been working and coming up, like, in the music scene, you know? We all yeah. kind of knew each other. Like, you know, we'd all kick it, like, in East mm-hmm. Village and shit. We were all part of, like, one generation. And yeah. I remember my first yeah. Chicano Park Day, too. That was, like, just, like, not knowing that that existed in San Diego culture and experiencing it on that day, because, like, we literally moved into our apartment Fourth of July weekend. and oh, then fuck. And then it happened. So, mm. like, it was just, like, really cool to watch all of that come to fruition and just... Mm. Like, even just the political standpoint in Barrio, like, the yeah. fact that you guys are vocal about stuff, like, nah, ain't no white girl gonna have a fruitaria, like, nah. Like, <laughs> you know, like, you're gonna be vocal about your shit. Like, you're not just gonna be like, ah, let me yeah. not talk about it. Yeah. No, nah, you're gonna say yeah. something. So yeah, I think that's, that's instrumental in how we grow mm-hmm. as brown and black people in this community. Yeah. No gentrification yeah. over here, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I mean, there's a little bit, but at least we try to facilitate it the best we could. Right. I think, yeah. I think and there's this shout out Milo yeah. for being like oh, crucial yeah. in that no. instrumentation no. of like, I'm gonna buy out the block. <laughs> yeah, shout out Milo. Shout out everybody that's doing their thing in Barrio, bro. That's such a it's such a dope like full of culture and like neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I think you maybe know the homie Steven. Steve's a photographer from from uh, Chicago. He told me that he was out here. Did he go by another name? I'm trying to remember. Um, I'll show you his page. I'll show yeah, you yeah, page. yeah. But he's he me. I know, I know a couple cats. He's gonna be out here this weekend, and he hit me up. He was like, "Yo, like, what's good? What's going on? Four twenty weekend." Right. And um, and I was like, "Bro, you kind of park day. Yeah. Like, the homie fool's gone wild. Is like having a thing out here. Like, go check yeah, that shit out. <laughs> save yourself. Shout, shout out, yeah. save yourself real quick. That man is a fucking G." Such like go read, go like go go G. find out about his story. Go talk to him. Go get him a drink or some shit. Cause that man's been through a fucking lot, and he's another one of those cats that are repping for San Diego. Even if he's in LA right now, yeah, like doing his thing. That's like we we I expect nothing less. That's the man right there. Yeah. Also, yeah. shout out to not, to to nothing less the homie. Uh, where's my brick at? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Shout out old English, you know? yeah, yeah. old English. Yeah, that's another one of those. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's yeah. what's up. That's what's up. Yo, and Brennan, bro, I met you the fucking year that I started Rottweiler, and that was crazy, yeah. bro. We yeah, lived that was in like one of our first intros. 
Like, yeah. you're living above me. We're living in a duplex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to the neighbors and downstairs. Uh, yeah. We're like, hey, man, what's up? Uh, so we kind of want to get on the roof. Is that cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And then, like, after we got to talking, yeah, he told me all about Rottweiler. And I was like, damn, man. Like, some cool-ass yeah. people over here. Hey, yeah. One of the first, uh, well, you definitely slid me the introduction to Park and Rec because we, um, yeah. we did a party there. Uh, it was Park After Park Dark. Park After Dark, that's yeah, right. the first event series <sighs> that I put together. We that, played yeah, it. That's, yeah, that's really where I met both of you guys. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we played that. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, just putting those, event, or those events together, that's how I got to meet a lot of you guys. And like, yeah, yeah it was like, that was kind of one of those things, like how you were describing you guys at Chula Vista Brewery. Like, that was the first time I really got to see Park and Rec filled up with like people in my demographic that I can yeah. really like, mm-hmm. like, you know, coordinate with. And yeah. it was really dope. I think there's nice. something to say about bringing the party to you. You know what I mean? And that's like, yeah. that's definitely where it's at. Oh, so definitely. True. And then, like, yeah, I'll be super thankful for everyone that's ever been part of that series. Like, that was a really good point in my life. Hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and that's kind of what inspired about it, too. Because mm-hmm. it was like, oh, man. Like, because I was kind of new to SD at the time, too, coming from LA and uh, being like, oh, man, like, where, where's the party at? Like, where do, where do we go? Growing up in like the dance community and always being around all these hip hop heads. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, like, I met you, and then, like, started linking all the things together, and I was like, all right, cool, man, let's throw a party, let's do this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Sick. like, super dope way to get back into the community. Hell yeah, man, and I, like I said, it just comes off full circle, like, fucking doing a yeah. pop-up party at Park and Rec, to now doing the fucking three-year anniversary party there. Having done yeah. the two-year at Chula, like, it's just touching different parts of the city, mm-hmm. really. No, definitely. Just networking. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot. Of, it's yeah. a lot of networking, but it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of having fun. Yeah, like. Networking, but you're also bringing so many people from different neighborhoods to different parts of the to city different that parts they don't yeah. usually yeah. go to. So like, I, that's super cool. And, I, and yeah, like, yeah definitely, tough. definitely networking in like a non-selfish way because it's like you're never gonna be able to talk to everybody, but like everybody can go and like meet and make their own connections. Like yeah. y'all know each other, we know each other, we know each other. Now y'all know each other. <laughs> like now everybody gonna know about yeah. the next thing that's happening. You know, definitely. well, it's funny. It's tired. Yeah, well, it's cool how you, how you said it right now. Because I kind of think about the Chula Vista Brewery like that, how like people who don't normally go to Chula Vista end up going yeah. to Chula Vista, and it's like people who we, live we in Bonita had never been to Chula Vista Brewery. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, like, that too. That's, that's even crazier. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah but like to bring them to like say Park and Rec, which is over here in downtown. You know, that's like introducing people to a new spot in downtown because like people could say they've well, been to downtown, like, but being see, like even then, that's or University Heights, and that's like. Is it downtown or is it like it's kind of even closer to Hillcrest? It's yeah. Borderline yeah. North Park, the like the shy brother of North Park, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. And now like here, like they're trying to coin this as like Maker's Quarter. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just so funny, yeah. like East Village and Maker's Quarter. It's literally four blocks from each other, but they're two different things now. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah cause I think I think there's kind of not necessarily a stigma, but like when you think downtown, like oh, I'm gonna go downtown, you're gonna go Gaslamp. And okay. Gaslamp is like it's never really been like where it's at. Gas time has always been super touristy. You know, yeah. I mean, I think there's dope parties that happen out there. Yeah. And like the DJs that are out there are fucking tight. There I mean, yeah. there's been I mean, I've definitely spent my time in downtown and shit, but yeah. like it has its time even place, Little though. Italy, yeah. like El Camino. Oh yeah. Like I don't El know El Dorado is I was gonna say El Dorado, but like, is that downtown or East Village or what I even is? I don't know where the cutoff yeah. is. I think it's yeah. It's downtown without yeah. all the stress. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, but at the same time, central, like right, East yeah. Village is like Eighth and G, right? And that's definitely true. not Gaslamp, mm-hmm. but it's like it's anything, yeah. everything Gaslamp is south of Broadway. 
That's what I was told. Because um, the gas lamp uh, lights well, end on Broadway, and that's essentially what gas. Well, see, is then at. in that case, if we're getting super technical, El Dorado is on the north side of Broadway. So it's not part of gas lamp. Oh, okay, then. No, no, I guess it's, it's just downtown San Diego. Yeah. 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 It's, it's all under the umbrella of downtown. Right. Yeah. So that's, how, that's where it gets like simplified. Uh, it's right funny there. though. It's funny because like in other cities, bigger cities, like downtown is like these like still like you know far out there like basically to where like southeast is would still be considered downtown mm-hmm. you know in like a bigger city but San like the fucking, like the very the west smallest, part of like, ocean city view. blocks right. of like any yeah. major city mm-hmm. it's fucking walking distance like we could walk down to the water right now if we wanted to like fucking easily right yeah yeah anyway yeah you know it's not there here nor there yeah, like, yeah, San Diego's dope. We're all kind of from here, sort of from yeah. here, sort of somewhat. Yeah. I've been here for the past a uh, little bit over five years now, so That's... I guess I can call myself a San Diego. Yeah, mm. yeah. San Diego. I, I've adapted the lifestyle too, and every time I go to LA, I'm like, I take a <laughs> oh, deep man. breath, and then everyone comes down here, and they're like, "Oh, it's like a vacation down here." I'm like, oh, "I man. know." That's why I live here. <laughs> yeah. Super chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you live, I lived in OB, so it's like you live in OB and you don't. Literally don't leave. It's like two years later. It's its own island, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, to be honest, you, you, that's like where you grew up at. Kind of was like. Uh, no, but I spent like oh. nineteen to twenty one living there. Like oh yeah. Root, doing the whole roommates thing, being yeah. at the beach every day. You know that like mm-hmm. PB lifestyle. I definitely adapted that. Then I did the whole North Park Kensington thing. Mm. Then we did Barrio. So it's just like hitting whatever neighborhood has a strong culture. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I for mm-hmm. me, it's OB and Barrio have like the strongest knit yeah. situation. Like, they have a vibe. You go to OB, you know exactly yeah. what to expect. You know, you're going to hear drums like instantly. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Someone's doing a drum circle. Some, yeah. some hippie Where's somewhere, right? Every <laughs> single corner. Yeah, right. I think you could definitely yeah. see that being like on the outside looking into like looking mm. at like PB and looking at Barrio. You definitely could see it in Barrio. Um, PB is an entity of itself just because of like all the different things that you know revolve around PB though but there's definitely like it's a very uh, like knitted uh, community as you would say yeah PB's getting like more cracking though I feel like it's gonna get like I mean it's cracking as far as party but I, I just mean like as far as like culture wise, I feel like there was an absence of culture because it was so much surrounded like like with party culture and like college like culture, you know what I mean? Like all the party buses that would go out They're, they're part shit. of the day fade culture. Mm-hmm. Day fade culture. Yeah, there you go. Do Sunday afternoons, that's we've my guilty pleasure. Yeah, but, uh, we've all taken a, P, a party bus from state to PB and been like, what the f- am I doing? It's like a fucking time warp. It's like a portal. Like, really doing this right <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the taco thing real quick. For, mm-hmm. Let's right. get into that. We got Point Loma. Boy, Abjo here is yeah. headlining it, right? Shout out Point so Loma. Let's talk about neighborhoods anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Point Loma. Um, yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Let's talk so about that. So it's going to be our fifth annual Tacos and Tequila. We've been doing Tacos this thing for tequila. five years. It's grown. We actually started over here, uh, Maker's Quarter, in that little like outdoor space that they have. Mm-hmm. And then it was a thousand-person venue. And then since then, we've grown and we've uh, sold out every year. Um, last year being 4,500 people, and we're sticking with the same venue this year to just to test it out, see if we stick to that capacity. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so we've got 15 uh, taco, um, taco and taco-inspired vendors. So we've got um, Hunter's Home Kitchen, 
They're doing a lumpia, but it's like a taco variation. Then we've got a grilled cheese company. They're doing their own taco variation. So different, not just your traditional tacos. We've got some experimental things. Yeah, one might be here for that. So, he said the lumpia taco. Yeah, yeah. lumpia tacos. I was like, yeah. 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 yeah, homeboy, Hunter, uh, yeah, shout out to Hunter's Home Kitchen. They do some really good stuff. Um, like nice. Mondays are out in the south as well. Um, but yeah, and then also we've got about 15 uh, tequila and mezcal. Companies, they're going to be pouring up samples for everyone. There you go. I think we have 30 breweries with 100 different styles of beer. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, wow. so the tacos, mezcal, and, t- and the beer, or no, not tacos, sorry, tequila, mezcal, and beer samples, those are all coming with your general admission tickets. You get your VIP tickets. You get in an hour early, and then uh, I set up an exclusive tasting with Del Maguey Single Village Mezcals. If you're familiar with them, uh, if you're not, um, you know, yeah. they just basically have one of the <coughs> biggest or the largest um, small village portfolios for mezcal pretty much on the market in the world right now. So definitely want to be part of that, and that's something super cool. And, of course, we got my boy Ab right here. He's going to be slapping up the sure. decks, hey. killing it. Oh. And then we got, uh, yeah, I think going to be doing a spot as well over at the festival. Maybe selling yeah. some merch and doing all that good stuff. That'd be and, fucking um, sick. That would yeah. be sick. Always. I just, I'm there for the tacos, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you're, I was going to say, you're the guy to talk to about tequila and tacos. Yeah, mezcal right? is my yeah. shit. Definitely. I'll be running around. I'll be out there with some tequila. business cards. <laughs> some <laughs> business cards and some tacos. <laughs> some tacos. I got I'm tacos in one hand, I'm, business cards in the other. Hands full of all that. Camel pack full of mezcal. Oh, you got your little pouch for it. <laughs> With a straw in it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh, can you imagine drinking mezcal out of a straw? Oh, my. Uh, I know how to drink it properly because, like, we're super mezcal heads. Yeah, like, don't we don't shoot it. You do not sip, shoot mezcal. Everybody listen closely. Mezcal. You, you can shoot tequila. Mezcal. He loves the smokiness of it. Uh, I'm more of, like, a raspado kind of girl. Mm. You know. We've You've had aged mezcal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. So good. It's so good. Well, me and you have done events together, and you sponsored yeah, yeah. that event at Park and Rec, Art in the Park. Yeah, or, uh, park after park dark. dark. Yeah, and you gave me a bottle of tequila, and yeah. so he knows what I like. He knows oh, I like the sure. yeah. I like the blanco. I prefer, but this this rest bottle yeah, is right. really yeah. really smooth. We're drinking now, but I'm yeah. definitely a tequila head, especially all the months of summer. Oh, tequila, 100%. tequila, tequila. Mm, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean we're too close to the border not to be yeah. a dream tequila. Yeah. Like good tequila, yeah. nonetheless. Good tequila, exactly. Definitely. Like, like a tuna? Hmm. Yeah. Mm, that's so nice. I love, I love really? the aesthetic. I love the taste. Yeah. It's if nice. there's, yeah, it's if there's any añejo there, I'm definitely just gonna. Uh, oh hell yeah! Right. <laughs> oh yeah, man. yeah, yeah. That's, that's my favorite kind of case. Usually think, darker. How, how do I describe that? He just like took a bottle to the face, but like it was an invisible bottle. It was. I feel like the listeners need to know what happened just there. He's like, I'm definitely gonna. Yeah, that's that, that's what that was. He's yeah. giving us a visual representation yeah. of what would have happened see, if he had that. You will see exactly what that looks like in demonstration. Oh, so how, yeah. when, when is it, it is. again? Oh, so it's May 4th. It's going to be at Liberty 4th. Station um, from 1 to 5 p.m. So for all you that are trying to catch the Canelo fight, have fun, party with us beforehand. And then we're actually working on after party right now if you uh, keep up to date with Canelo's us. Canelo's fighting that day? Who's he yeah, fighting? Yeah, Canelo's fighting. I forgot exactly who he's fighting, but he, this is another championship. Oh, so it's about to be a day. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a whole day. Day fade with us, and day. I'm working on a on a after party with El Silencio that day as well, so stay tuned mm-hmm. for that. Um, yeah, check us out at tacostequilafestival.com. You can get your information, you get your tickets and everything there. And if uh, you want to DM me, I might be able to get you a discount code. 
Hey, promo code. <laughs> there you go. Wait, I got you. Hold on. Promo code. Promo yeah. code. You bitch, you. <laughs> <laughs> when you do it, you sound like that fucking <laughs> that mup. What's that Muppets dude? <laughs> the, the science, the science, the, sci- the sciences one. That yeah, like. <laughs> Oh fuck! Beaker be looking like this shark glass. Fucking Beaker, yeah, that was his name. Damn, that's funny. You knew that, like, right off. That's funny. You knew that shit right off the bat, too. You ever try to like try to roast somebody, and then you're just like, "Fuck, you look like this one thing, and I can't name it right off the bat," and then the person his names it right off the bat. That's what just happened right now. Um, all right, so with tacos and tequila, I kind of want to do like a roundabout. What's like your favorite taco and your oh, favorite yeah. tequila? Oh, okay. That's that's gonna be an easy one. Yeah, let's. let's <laughs> okay. Guys. Who wants to go first? I'm doing so all definitely Al Pastor. Al okay. Pastor out about it, easy. Um, got to be with the pineapple. It's got to be with the pineapple. There's it's no other way to do it. There's yeah. no other way to do it. And um, if you're in San Diego, it's got to be Tacos El Gordo. It's yeah, it is. I, that's the only. That's one of the only places you can get it like that. That's and, hobby. Yeah, yeah. And isn't it crazy that there's are are they still building that one downtown? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty yeah. much that's already gonna, like, so really lit, dude. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I've waiting for that shit that my whole life <laughs> yeah. almost. Tacos El Gordo. Yeah, fuck there, fuck a club line. Like, <laughs> fuck <laughs> a taco line in this okay. bitch for real. Hey, all, all the all the, all the clubs, bro. The clubs are gonna be like embarrassed. The clubs are gonna be like, yo, the club. Where's our crowd? Across the street is gonna be embarrassed they're about to have like six windows too and shit and like yeah the whole shit's gonna gonna be like that's gonna be crazy they're gonna start having taco guys outside of clubs like in la Dirty dogs, taco, <laughs> <laughs> taco promoters, imagine like hands down. All, all the other taco shops downtown are gonna be hot. They're gonna, gonna be so fucking pissed. Like, no, right. like but nobody's. No, they'll need to open up like another one. They're gonna see like the results of this <laughs> one. It's probably gonna be fucking mayhem. The tacos oh, are hotel. 100%. <laughs> hey, bro, Hooters has one. Why not? They gotta, they gotta have it. They gotta have like a quotation from like some dude across the streets like that speaks half Spanish. Like tacos, El Gordo is la verdad. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> not even how you say that, bro. Yeah. But fine, that's cool. That's, a, that's yeah. just gonna be it's gonna be just drunk people in the street in a line at Tacos El Gordo. Yeah. Not go to the be mad you know, fights. You know how Tacos El Gordo go to all the different lines where like you get different things. For different not, shit, yeah. you know which line to be in. And shit. Nobody, nobody's <laughs> really gonna know, but I'm gonna go straight up to the El Paso. There's about to be <laughs> mad fights. People drunk in their space in line. I've seen like two fires happen because of that at the Palm one. Like just motherfuckers uh, cutting for like yeah, the auto yeah, body yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. I've been that one in a minute. That one, yeah. Well, that used to be the only one that served fries, but then now the one on Broadway serves fries, yeah, so there's no too, need yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shadow tacos, of course. That's my decision. I probably would have got like an auto body taco with some like mm-hmm. fucking I don't know some hornitos or some shit hornitos mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's my combo. Yeah. Yeah, I my think, oh, go ahead. Oh, my combo is uh, Casamigos is my favorite tequila, the Blanco. But for me, when I have tacos, I always have a mimosa. I'm hmm. like uh. about it. I don't know why. I'm or a beer mimosa. <laughs> so like OJ and like Estella. Kinda or like Corona, you can get away with Corona. Yeah, yeah kind of like a It's so monkey. good. 
Sounds I mean, mad classy. But like with craft beer and mimosa, like and forty five. Tell him, yeah. ta- <laughs> tell them, baby. I I chase taco trucks. Like that's literally like a side job I have. So like I'll find one I love, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be throwing everyone at this taco truck, and oh, then you gotta go. a girl will show up and it's gone. Right? Oh, like, dang, dang, I got to mob to this part yeah. of the city and look for the same guy. He yeah. give me no IG, no nothing. GPS, yeah. nothing. I can't Damn. find these tacos. I can't remember. There's one of them. Like, if you can find, if anybody knows where Hoya Shark went, oh, the Hoya Shark Ooh. right there, it was in Barrio, bro. It was Is it right still in Barrio? No, I was right across from the Baptist Church. Exactly. But, uh, that shit was, was. That was my shit. Yes. There's a new spot there. It's a new joint. The there new now. joint there is not bad. Go it's get not. the go get the Rolex taco because they got the like Rolex it's taco. it's like the oh, it's Rolex. like the smoked tuna, <laughs> like the the Marlin taco with with grilled shrimp in it. Mm. Rolex taco. I'm a surf and turf. The fucking bezel. Literally, I passed by there today. I, I tried to get me and the, all the homies tried to go there on Monday, and there, there was no truck. And then I passed by today in the morning, and I was like, it's there. I'm going to go there after work. And I got there, and they were packing up their generator and shit. I was like, oh, fuck. fuck. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Worst feeling. Yeah, the Marisco's truck is like, is God. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't get better than You can literally, there isn't a Marisco's truck that I haven't been to. That wasn't fire. The one on El Cajon Boulevard by the by the laundromat is fire. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the one that's on the The one that was fire too. You put in like 47th or some shit. Like you put in. It's in front of the tire shop or the one over on the other side. There's like two. I was referring to the one that's like by the big ass laundromat, like the fuck. It looks like big laundromat. It's got. It's kind of like just. Not too far from. Oh, I know uh, what you're talking. In actual Elko, I thought you were talking about off Elko. No, 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 off Elko Boulevard. Off Elko Boulevard. Yeah, it's like, but on the other side of the 805. On the other side. Like the far side of the 805. Oh, okay. Like, oh, kind of, you know where like um like Pancho Villa is at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, keep going. Like, yeah, keep going a little bit. Yeah, there's one down there. It's fire. Is there? Oh, yeah. Or the, the joint that's in South Park by the Target. Yeah, yeah, by yeah. By the little mini Target. That one's pretty. Fun. Side note. Yeah. Side note. We're, I know we're not talking. This is going definitely off talk. It's. Food still. It's good to know. It's good to know. It's but yeah, it's apparently, it's apparently, somebody started decide decided they want to start making pizza outside of Space Bar. Huh? There's a spot like like a pop up like thing. I saw it the other day when I went to shout out Bam, shout out to Leon and Lou Salem and the, and the homies and shit for putting on that show the other weekend. We were glad we came out. But when we left the spot early and we kind of French exited, sorry about that. I noticed. <laughs> All of a sudden, there was somebody with a br- like a, a pizza oven outside in the parking lot. I don't remember the name of it. I want to say it's like Nick's Pizza or something like that. But whoever decided that we needed pizza late at night and not just tacos, thank you with Damn. all my heart. A mobile pizza. A mobile oven. a mobile pizza oven. Really like a wood like a wood stove like, kind of yeah, style. Yeah, kind of like a stove oven. Like no joke. You like no joke. Like it was. I was like, whoa, wait. And I didn't want to. I had to pass it up because I was. I had already eaten. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> yeah. The but if anybody can can like can like confirm it to me, yeah. Anybody can confirm for me exactly what who that dude was and. Who they were with that pizza? I'd like to know. So the next time I show up at Space Bar, I can prepare myself to get a slice of pizza or a whole pizza. I would definitely like to live in a world where like people would would pop up (laughs) because like with like Mexican ladies with the fucking like chorizo burritos in a world where Mexican ladies (laughs) like you know how like they be popping up with the little carts of chorizos and bean burritos and shit. Yo, let let a motherfucker pop up like a wagon like with the stone oven making pizzas and shit. That would be fucking crazy. Let a motherfucker pull up with a stone oven. Yo. I got a stone oven. It's like, what's up, y'all? What's up? 
<laughs> make them by the slice. That'd be crazy, bro. Split that. That's revolutionary. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's we need we need something like that. You want to split this with me? No. no. <laughs> no. I'm good. We're on the last drops of our tequila bottle. Oh, my gosh. You want the rest of so Yeah, fuck it. Why not? If you love us, come through with a bottle. Come through with a bottle. Oh, man. Yeah, definitely anyone on the live link right now. I know I saw a couple people that were tuning into us still. Let me see. This kid's out. We should, yeah. We should hop on the fucking come ask, Call us. Ask us questions. Write us on our message boards. We'll be sure to... Uh, to answer, let me see if we even have anything right now. Oh, we do. We have someone. Oh, hey. Bruh, Abjo, I've been listening to your shit since Vibrac, uh, Vibraco Camingo. I, I, I hella I I butchered the fuck <laughs> out of that. So I'm sorry. And then uh, Saudade is my shit. So, yeah, Saudade. There Thank we go. you. Thank you, sir. Or, or, or ma'am, or whoever you are. <laughs> we, I appreciate I don't know either, you. But yeah, hey. I, no, I really do. Thank someone, you. Someone, someone already wrote it to us, but we appreciate you for listening and fucking with Abjo's music. Uh, yeah, we do. But uh, yeah, speaking of Abjo's music, might as well let's, let's get into that a little bit since you're headlining his show. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, You've been like you know well known DJing, producing a lot of people, especially out here in San Diego. We were just talking about like how you did a a project with uh, with Bam with Leon, right? Like way back in the day. Yes, which Had in fact, since it. we're on a topic, um, I'm definitely looking on. We're we're we have a bunch of unreleased music that we're planning on releasing, but I can't um, I can't talk about it yet until we get like oh I can't I can't speak so much on it yet because. Um, we, we don't know if we're going to do an album yet. We don't know if we're going to drop singles or anything like that. We don't want to get anybody's mm-hmm. hopes up. But yes, no, we have, like, Truly and Truly is something we, like, we did that was, it was very much like, like everything else we've done, I think, yeah. very organic. So, um, and it was one of those, those projects that kind of brought, like Steela was saying, kind of brought a lot of people together too. Nice. It was one of those moments in, for us, in our corner of San Diego hip hop that I felt like, Galvanized. Mm-hmm. That's the word to use for that. Galvanized, not like the like the air, not just the area where we were from, and the people that like that like Rossi and people like even Rob Stone, for instance, that had nobody that was really repping for them. They had us. Mm-hmm. So I I, could, I definitely understood the, the the importance of it. But for for us at the time, it was just something we were just like we're just tired of hearing the same shit. Everybody does in San Diego. No. Not to say that everybody is as monolithic as that, but you know it was yeah. So it was, oh, so so that people know though, we are definitely looking on like trying to re-release it too. But that's again something I'm not sure about yet. But that is that's that was the vibe. We just we're trying to do something different. Nice. You know? And then, um, thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And you, you've been doing this for a while, right? Like, you've just been out here producing. Oh, I'm, an OG. Like, I'm officially yeah, an OG yeah. now. Definitely. Like, how okay. it technically <laughs> takes 10 years to get your official, just like it does in any country. You're, you're almost a San Diegan. You got like five more years, bro. I got five more. You got right, five cool. more years, but you're there. You're on, you're on the waiting. You're on the waiting. And you can't just fuck around and move to LA, bro. And then come back. <laughs> and then come know, back. Man. Yeah. I know. You broke the streak. You got to start over, boy. You got to start exactly. <laughs> start from scratch. Yeah. No, no, once I got up there, I was like, no, I got to go back. <laughs> I got to go back. This ain't hey, it. Hey, this ain't it. I've done it three times, so I know. So yeah, I get right, it. Yeah, but I'm from here, so it's a little different. Was, that, that, that being said, though, um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's. Uh, uh, um, but he, well, you just dropped a project. I did just drop a project, but that that was really more. I've been trying to hold people off for a long, long time because I've had an official project that I was supposed to be dropping 
like a year, year or two ago, something like that. And I, the last project I dropped before that, Chroma, which was my like official release mm-hmm. last year, um, was also kind of technically a side project. I've been waiting to drop like a full album for a minute, but in the meanwhile, because I am trying to regroup, I'm trying to rebrand, um, which I have a lot of people to thank for. Matt Teal, for instance, is, is uh, somebody I'm producing for and I'm making music for that's been giving me some like perspective yeah. back into producing because I haven't been doing a lot of that. Truly and Truly, for instance, is one of like, the last instances I can remember you know, aside from the homies track wise, shout out to Mischief and and, uh, oh, yeah. and my boy Deuce, like that I had a chance to like really produce. Oh, like, yeah, shout out track yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm yeah. saying, so like, you know, working with her now has got me back and like feeling okay. I, I, I while I want to like drop more house projects like mm-hmm. Dilla's house, or I want to drop more beat stuff, I'm trying to work on producing more. So like, yeah, I know you and me were actually just talking about that. Right. You were saying like you want to bring more of the community together and do like a whole like. Full on project yeah, with like project. all these different actually, rappers. I, and crazy. Yeah, I'm actually trying to do that too, but I'm taking it baby steps because I know I can like yeah. call a million people right now and say, like, "Let's do it." I'll just produce everybody's shit. I got all the beats. Everybody, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm but I'm starting with like I'm, yeah, I've been making the thing about like just focusing on one thing at a time. So right now, right, that's what I'm focusing important. on. I'm, I'm not just doing that. I'm also DJing and still making beats, but. I'm working on really focusing on like, putting the producer hat on and not just the dude that just makes beats or the dude that just DJs. So yeah. that's what I'm on. But I do have stuff that I'm going to release in the meanwhile to keep people's like, you know, while I'm in between working on set. I think that's really important that you said that because I feel like anybody that has aspirations of like being a, a producer mm-hmm. doesn't realize that there is like a pretty tremendous difference between like being a producer and being someone who makes beats. It's a huge. It's a mul- there's multiple hats as a producer. I was actually just about to ask you, so like, Producer does get thrown out a lot a loosely, lot. and it's right. like a lot of times it gets like you know watered down to like oh the guy that makes the beats because you mm-hmm. know when you essentially see the song it says produced by so and so so it's either are you the one that made the beat or you know but it's like say I like to use Diddy as like the best reference because Diddy's probably like the greatest producer one of the greatest producers like mm-hmm. ever from what he built his shit to and it's like a producer to me. Um, it's someone that just has a hand in everything that goes in court to coordinating the song or the album. Yeah. So, like, say you get, uh, like, you get a Biggie, and then it's like, you know, you, who, who's telling Biggie to sample that Juicy Fruit song? Is right. is Puff, right? Is is Diddy? That's the producer side of it. You're you're helping produce it. He's the, the ear, yeah, 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 the potential of it. So it's not yeah. just like you're not making the beat from scratch. It's like Khaled's a producer because he's putting all that. The, he has a, a, a team of like beat makers. But he also has a label of artists. He has his own studio. He has like the whole creative direction and his thumb on everything. So like yeah. that to me is also like that's the producer. I definitely, I definitely heard that in the. Uh, there was like an older interview with Nipsey that he did on the Breakfast Club, and he was talking about that. He was talking about like like P Diddy's role, basically. Like Diddy, yeah, exactly. Uh, he used yeah. he used the uh, more money more problems uh, yeah. example. He referred to Juicy too. Yeah, because Biggie said that in a song before more money more problems came out, and he was just like, "Oh, let me take this sample that was a flip off. Who's the original sample off of that? The um, more money more problems, like a Diana Ross, something like that." Yeah, I want to say no. That's the grace. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. I don't know what yo yeah one for me. More money we come across. More problems we I'm see. To check my phone right now. How much is it? It was on Blackstreet or something like that. Wasn't it Blackstreet? I have no idea. That's what I'm saying. Like, but like, you know, the person executing that idea is not Biggie or any of these beat makers. It's it's fucking Puff. So yeah, you know, he's doing that to this day still. Like. Like he produced that. The it's like someone having someone who has the vision Diana and then Ross. having all. It was Diana Ross. Yeah, it was yeah. Diana Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And then someone, Diana Ross. someone who just has the vision to like to bring all these people together and like do the 
do the fucking damn thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's similar with fucking fashion. You know, you'll have yeah. people sketching and people sewing, and you're a fashion house. There's a there's like a head designer, but it's very similar with the production and like, yeah, it's like Versace. Producer. Versace had like a team of people, but like at the end of the day, like it's Versace's name on that shit because yeah. he's the head designer and all that. Mm. Right. Same yeah. thing with like all these other heads. <laughs> Same yeah. shit. But no, that, like that, that, that's together and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, like, yeah, like my boy over here, my boy over here, blah blah blah. Like all y'all can work together. Let's make right. it happen. Yeah. yeah, it takes a team. It's definitely a team yeah, effort. Every, can't all do of this by shit. Yourself. So being on your producer hat, like, do you see that's like more responsibility as far as like just essentially making the beats? Then. Yeah, and uh, you know, the one thing that I can I can count on that I know that I I I've I've taken the time and I like I have my ten thousand hours on. That mm-hmm. cements me, in my opinion, as a producer, is that I have been able to bring people together to to put together a record, put together an album, or put together a track or whatever. Yeah. Maybe that wasn't all directly me, but I I like I said, look, this is what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna do it. Here's the beat, and most of the time it was me. I was just lucky enough that I could not just produce a record. I could actually engineer it. I can actually write it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even really adopt the idea of being a writer or a songwriter or whatever until. I was professional enough to be like, okay, cool. I'm not the producer here. People say produced by Abjo, and it's like, no, you took a beat of mine that I designed or that I put together, but I didn't really produce that track. You can go ahead and say whoever produced that because technically I didn't. Okay. You know, it took a lot for, for me in the past few years to be able to step away from that and be like, okay, I really haven't been as much of a producer as I have been somebody who was an act. I'm an actual artist in some some case. Yeah. I never really thought about by myself like that before, even in recent years. So. I have a lot more respect now for the title of producer, and so I'd like to say sometimes, you know, when I'm doing stuff, it's like, yeah, I do, ju- I make beats, I make music. Yeah. Sometimes I produce, just like I said, you know, because I, I do sometimes do that. I wouldn't even call myself sometimes a producer first, because the truth is, I call myself a musician first. Mm. Right. I've and never... that's what I love about your artistry, sorry to no, no. off, your artistry is the fact that, like, you are an artist, mm-hmm. and you're setting a platform for a producer to call themselves that, because, like, we talked about... Producers be getting the half-assed, like, oh, I'm just the guy that makes the beat. You guys are an influential, if not the most important part of creating music. I know that by being a rapper. It's like, it's the most important part. If I don't have that, like, chemistry, that fluidity with the producer I'm working with, how can I even, you know what I'm saying, let alone the fact that you play six instruments Mm -hmm. and you are, like, full-on a musician first, but it just allows you to be the producer, allows you to be the DJ, right. and allows you to executive produce these these tracks that you have with all these well-named people you've worked with so far. So, well, you t- know, producers t- deserve their artist oh, yeah. credit. No, most definitely. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yo, I don't mean to cut you off, but okay, so I definitely went and took your yoga class the other day. You did. Right? You like, did. That was like, that. That was like my <laughs> second or third like yoga class like ever in my life. And I just did another one with... Um, with my friend Jackie over at Park and Rec, and that was like that it was so like cool. super intense. It was like it was I like, saw she had y'all doing that all that crunch. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Damn. That shit was lit. So, but what I mean to ask you is like, and excuse me for being like slightly ignorant. So I didn't know that you were a rapper. Like I didn't know that you rapped. You know what I mean? Wow. So, so then to hear you today on that record that you sent me. And being like, fuck, like, this is wild. At first, I didn't even realize it was you. I was like, wait, does she have production on this? Like, what's going on? And then, like, I got to listening to it, and I was like, damn, this is tight. So my question is, like, as far as um, you and Abjo, yourself and Abjo working on music together, like, 
what what kind of has he done production wise to like influence your style of like delivery or like something that you say or something that you get on like like I mean I want to hear from like you guys collaborating like what mm-hmm. what's something that feel like makes you guys feel like you your your energy or your styles like mesh well together. You know, it's what a great question. Sorry, I just want to like yeah, you, you articulated yeah. that it's pretty a, it's good. It's an amazing yeah. question because we've been working together, you know, as lovers and as musicians for almost five years. So mm-hmm. it's evolved. You know, at first it was like it. Uh, at first I wasn't all like say you guys are. I was just such a fan of what mm-hmm. you can do and his ability, mm-hmm. and I just like kind of sat there wide eyed for the first two years, just like completely blown away of like what he's accomplished already as a touring artist so Mm -hmm. that was like the first initial hump is like am i good enough to work with someone as amazing (laughs) as him so once i got over that and he just really made me feel comfortable we just started to kind of like vibe on certain things we have similarities as far as like keeping to our authenticity keeping it organic i'm like i'm not trying to make music just for a radio play i'm trying to make stuff that feels good and in your Mm -hmm. soul and in your body so we started collaborating on stuff, and now it's just more like, hey, babe, um, can you make me a beat that sounds like, like a so-so. glazed donut that's hot and ready out of the oven? And then I was like, babe, I think we need to slide over to Krispy Kreme real quick. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I our, need to know how that sounds now. <laughs> like producer lingo, like, I need a boom, cat. He's like, oh, okay, I got you. Next thing you know, I have this like. It's make you feel like you're in Christmas. Just fucking glazed (laughs) over with fucking old fashioned glaze with sprinkles. Right. Just real warm. He's just really shown me and like gave me the ability to just like be who I am and like be confident in what I'm doing, you know? I mean, he set me up with my first DJ gig with Sasha and Andre, which is like huge for anyone in the realm of like, hey, I played on a bill with Sasha and Andre, but it's like, you know, they're really good friends of him. So it's just like very. I felt honored and I feel so much respect to even know such cool, talented individuals. And he's just really helped me show me my worth as an artist. And, you know, keep it, we keep it authentic, don't we? Don't we? I mean, yeah. (laughs) No, it's just, um, what I, what I, uh, what I saw until when I, when I noticed, like, when I've been to a first few performances and then hearing the music, I heard some things I would say to some people was like, okay, look, she's a big fish in a small pond with certain people, and now she's here, and now she can, she she hasn't really met anybody, and it could have been like, okay, cool, I meet her people, whatever, cool, cool, and we just we blend. But I knew for a fact that she needed to meet my people mm-hmm. and meet me and do like the the reason why she was she had like now she doesn't just have a platform with her yoga and stuff. She also has somebody who you know, can give her the quality of music she deserves. And I feel like a lot of people don't have those opportunities because they can never really meet somebody on that level, on that level of intimacy, too, I think about it. Because it's not, it's not easy being somebody who makes music for somebody else. And, like, that's, like, the being a producer, I think that's it's something that's the, it's the most selfless act and, and easily the most important reason why, you know, Producers deserve the credit they do. Absolutely, because they have yeah. to. Because they have to meet people halfway everywhere they go. Mm. Yeah. You know, well, sometimes they don't get to be true to their artistry. They have to be true to the vocalist artistry. So they have to pull back on who they are just to get the record done. And that shows a lot of control as an artist because some people could just wash it away, like, "Oh, I'm, 
I'm too good to not do it my way. And sometimes you have to adapt. But that's also the quintessential skill, too, about being a producer is, is that. Is being able to go from one situation to the other and being as versatile enough to know, like, okay, this person needs this. This person needs that. I knew from my instincts as a producer, like, she needed way better production and way better people to, to brush up against. And so I didn't really, I don't treat it now like I never will that, you know, like I helped her get to where she got to because I introduced her to people. I felt like it was a great luck to me that I found somebody that genuinely needed, like that's every producer's dream is to find somebody that needs your, you know, your set, not just, just needs your sound or anything like that, but needs your, that, can, that needs your quality of skill. That mm. meets that like that that much skill to like actually get somewhere because there's so many I can talk about rappers I've seen come in and out of San Diego and everywhere that just couldn't line up because they don't have producers they don't have people that can manage or produce them correctly enough to get them somewhere yeah. so I consider that the most important part of what I do is bringing people from using my you know ability and my skill to bring somebody out to the front that couldn't be there before because they couldn't they could meet the right people. Yeah, no, dude, yeah. I think that's super important. That's so clutch. You guys answered that question perfectly. Like, I mean, as far as you guys having known each other for five plus years and mm-hmm. like, like using your side of things to influence like her trajectory and like using your skills and what it is that you bring to the table, what just collaborating together. That's like the most essential part of collaborating. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. what everyone's working on together and what everyone's skills and talents are like. It's beautiful. Thank and, you guys. Thank and just you. networking Thanks for too. That yeah, question. networking is important. Like you introducing her to your yeah. like homies and like all your connections and everything. That's, yeah. I think that's a super essential and like a way from like most people. It's like it really is like who you know. And then yeah. if you're able to deliver while getting that opportunity, it's like yeah. you know. And exactly what you said. Like when you see talent and like or just like something that's been untapped, like an untapped resource, and then you you just know like oh well you need proper production you need proper management like you just you just know that you know what i mean because i mean she had other people that she was working with and stuff yeah. like that but i decided to per- put my foot in personally because i was like well yeah of course i'm, I'm a producer i'll give you beats i'm trying to um, that's the 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 role in me if, if it was somebody was asking me to do that and i was prepared paying me to do it yeah. it'd be no different you know there's something i guess i would do pro bono but yeah. it's all the, the all the same important you know yeah and that's even better because then i'm doing it because i want to i'm yeah. doing it because it's something that i actually believe in it's like also the fun part isn't it because like, oh yeah. yeah oh easy, easily the, the best part about this is that for me selfishly i get to try something i get to challenge myself to fit uh, an aesthetic yeah. for an artist that like needs the aesthetic to go that way mm-hmm. and hasn't had somebody skilled enough yet to do that. I'm like, cool, work. Mm-hmm. Now I'm work- working on stuff together and I'm, it, I'm not doing anything really different from anything I'm doing. I'm yeah. trying a different approach, per yeah. se. Yeah. And the approach is helping me like see more than I've seen before, like yeah. perspective-wise, making for somebody compared to like just making shit that I like and like seeing if, if it locks up with somebody. No, this is a true collaboration. Yeah. It's, all I ever, it's all I really want is, yeah. is actual collaboration with people. Aside the, from, you know. Thing about, the thing about what you're doing is like you're working, like I'm a local artist, you know. I'm definitely mm-hmm. not like global in any sense of the word. But you've worked with artists as such. So the skills you've learned by your past history of working with artists, you can totally mold to whoever you're working with now. And I think the coolest thing about us is we collaborate with different people. You're yeah. not the only producer I work with. I mean, you executive produced, you know, Geminelle's last project. Mm-hmm. You executive produced a lot of different projects for other people. And I just, I love that, like, 
the ability a producer that can mold is a hot commodity. You know, you got to be able to mold to whoever you're working with. You got to step in the studio session yeah. and be like, "Damn, I'm with Boss. Okay, that's what this needs to sound with. Damn, I'm with Honor and Pac. Okay, I need to show him this beat. Like it all, it all plays a part." Yeah. All right, cool. Can we have like ten more minutes? Fifteen, maybe. We're almost wrapped up. Yo, okay, so my homie 95 until... I didn't mean to cut you off, but you guys are fucking dope. This is like, this is a super special um, episode for us. Like like we said before, this is like episode one of season five. Um, this is our first time back from a few week hiatus. We had our Dice Roller one year anniversary party mm-hmm. just this past weekend, and it was lit. So one of my one of my really good homies, uh, 95 until, a producer for Suave City, he's produced... Um, the pony uh, project for Rossi, right. he's um, like he's obviously known about your work. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like anybody else who who like me has been inspired by the San Diego like art community. He was asking me if you would don't mind like talking about um, your introduction to like selection and like kind of maybe how maybe some of that happened. I'm also um, curious about that as well because I'm actually yeah. a really big fan of selection. Yeah, yeah. That's actually how I came across your stuff. Uh, it's true. Prior, prior to the, even all this and, stuff, and like, too, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. That like what you were saying is super important. Just we got security rolling up on us, like yeah, <laughs> trying to shut us down. Like, bitch, you got thirty more minutes. You got to clock out. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. We'll we'll, we'll 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 speed up. To, but um, yeah, we're almost done. Anyway. No, no. no uh, yeah. I mean, you want you want to talk about? It? I mean, yeah. yeah I if talk you don't about mind, it, but, the, give us the short version. The I'm sure sh- it's been asked before. You know what I mean? So we no, yeah. And I've told the story a bunch of times, but. Um, uh, I'm sure a couple of heads know already, and I'm, I don't know how it's, it's, it's circulated across different ways. But long story short, um, I met Andre Power in art school, and that was how I got introduced to Joe K and the rest of the the like afterwards. Eventually, the rest of the selection team mm-hmm. that decided they were at that point then that they were going to, going to start releasing music on their own on their own. Um, and like officiate the radio show um, and become what it is today, basically. It, I mean, not in every sense of the word. Like, obviously, this it. I think maybe even for Joe and Andre, that this is even beyond their wildest dreams. What's going on? You know, with us right now, them being at Coachella and they run a radio show. Yeah, they you know got what I'm saying? Beats one on radio. Beats One, you know. Yeah, like but it's a... but essentially that's how it started. It's very humble. We didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah, we still don't really even know what we're doing. <laughs> but it started out like that, and it was something that we just like, just kind of like how we're doing here. We just wanted to unite the same kind of people in the same room doing the same thing for the same reason. Mm-hmm. You know, we like Joe was just spinning at Bluefoot and doing the, you know, to, to, the lot, like the sound of tomorrow was happening in San Diego before it happened pretty much anywhere else. Wow. So that's the same, something you can, can note there that, like, yeah, if it wasn't it was, for Bluefoot oh, and it wasn't for Soda Bar. Yeah. The, and without Arden Park and Andre Power, they're what was probably the other, mm-hmm. what was the other place? Soda Bar. Soda oh, Bar. they're owned by the same people, which is now Space. Which is space. no, no, no. Soda Bar and Space are a block away. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. But the first time I've seen Andre Power live was at Space. Was at Space that probably memorable to me. He slapped some Schoolboy Q. Yeah, I'm here, at Man of the Year. That shit went yeah, exclusive. Yeah, so so yeah, so like me and I, I shout out to my boy Bob. He was the one that introduced me to Andre. Oh, we were all going me to the and same Bob school. Went to high school together. Fun fact, Marvin. No shit. Wait, wait, Bob, Bob who? Foster. No, 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 whole nother oh, Bob. Oh, okay. Whole nother Bob. Oh, okay, but Bob was like the manager at, at Space, though. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 hold on. So that, that's just, that's why I got that. Whole nother Bob. <laughs> but shout, so yeah, shout out to my Bob, boy Bob. No, um, yeah, so, and then like me and Joe kicked it off, obviously, because, you know, the next thing you know, I'm like, 
we're releasing it on January, you know, twenty second, you know, two thousand eleven, and then it was like happening. Yeah. And then the every, the rest is pretty much history. I remember I was in class. Me and him were both in cl- in the same class. I think me and Andre when it was dr- like officially dropping, we were doing the radio show, and then like, you know, fast forward now. Yeah. What school was this? Oh, no, art, the artist did. Oh, okay. Besides, yeah. like the radio aspect of it, because I think that's really like the big part of it all. But like the music, like I felt like selection is really promoted like a style of music that is really different but like such a big like fusion with itself like because like i hold someone like say yourself or like you said monte booker mm-hmm. like he's in the he works with like smino and all that a yeah, lot you like, just told me that we, you know, were, smino, we, we were just jamming to smino, smino and i was like yo he like, produces a lot of smino shit and i was showing you yeah, yeah. and then like you know like esther too and like like if it wasn't for selection i wouldn't really be up to a lot of these big producers so i guess like where where would you say like the sound right now that like that's like selection kind of caters to like where do you mm. see that going in the next like couple years or so? I think it's almost kind of uh, the way I've thought about selection. Just to answer your question, is that I, I don't think there's anything very new about selection. It, it there never really has been. The truth is, um, everything you hear on the radio and everything you hear that's like hot like on the internet is mm-hmm. pop to me. And everything that like in that on that frame and that radio like that space has been you know it, it's all popularized and selection is everything that's not that it's always been that and I'm not saying that to say that like like selection isn't popular I'm saying like the span of music and how it's reaching people and how so many how, much, how many people we can see listening to different types of music has expanded because of it. So everything on the internet is popular. Selection was something that like had a blip of its own. It was so tiny that generated thousands of, of people listening in real life happening to stuff that was happening in the smallest corners of the internet, which mm. you couldn't even really call that. It was really just, you know, it was basically just Twitter and Instagram. It was basically just basically, Facebook, you know, at the time. And basically just Mixcloud and SoundCloud. That was that was really it. That people enjoyed and just put people that just, people were were in real life generating you know fanship because they gave a fuck about whatever was was happening that they could actually hear happening in their regions. You know, people from Paris and people from New York and Baltimore, people from L.A. and yeah. the Bay and stuff like that, where all of us come from. And and we just tur- we just the, the eye got turned on us, the camera, the the whatever, and. Now we're popular, but the truth is we're always what's happening wherever you're at. It's right. not like anything new. It's, the, it's what you hear, but now you get to hear it on a f- far bigger, far greater level. Yeah, because you guys are like a selection you know now and doing like the fucking like governor's ball. Beats, or like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like future beats, how you talk about it, and yeah. beats like that, you know, instrumental stuff or like remixes. like yeah, the flips. Like the, like the, the like... flips that you hear from, from everywhere, from, pe- from you know, Teclan and, and, you know, and, yeah. and from, you know, Baltimore or... For, from you know La Kim in Virginia all the way up to like Migos the God in, yeah. in San Francisco and myself in San Diego or whoever from from like you know from, from insightful up there or like uh, who am I the Evil Needle from Paris or Joel yeah, Fernando inter- from that's all it's, it's yeah. international oh gosh, so the music that, and that's music that from where they're coming from it's not like we like decided this is the sound like no yeah. the sound is everywhere already you guys, you guys go to like South America a lot yeah. like in Brazil or like Rio like, to like do South shit South Africa South Africa you, yeah exactly and there's, cat, there's dope cats in South Africa and we're hoping yeah if there's cats from Mexico they make dope you shit you incorporate like the sounds from these places into like these like kind of current yeah like jazzy funky kind of like sounds yeah we're just and introducing then, people we're just yeah. introducing people to the sounds of the world that's all that is it's nothing new it's, it's nothing we, we created it's something we're getting from the people that inspire us that's super so. being a hater 
It's super important though. But it's like, yo, I work here. I get your ass. Well, fight me before we uh, get out of here. I, I appreciate that whole thing. Ask, ask him one question. I got one question too because we got to wrap up. Yeah, we let's wrap. Let's, let's wrap up. Uh, besides the whole, yeah, just the whole selection thing. Yo, thank uh, you for sharing that. With yeah, the, the, I just want to say thank you for sharing that because, like, I me, mean, I've, I've been an avid listener of selection for a while, so to hear that like come from you was really dope. Um, Damn, like, I don't really have much of a, like, a I want to ask you guys. Yeah, I, go I, ahead. I, go I, ask okay, your question. Just, I want to know you guys' signs. Oh, my God. Oh, I want to know you guys' signs. <laughs> uh, I'm a Virgo. I'm surprised, oh, you, okay. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't hit that Hell yeah. right yeah. off the yeah. fucking bat. Virgo, my guy. Yeah, that was Virgos, okay. Yeah. Uh, Pisces. Pisces. He's such a typical Pisces. I'm a Libra, <laughs> I'm a Libra oh. so I'm, like, the social butterfly. I'm a Gemini. So my brother and my mom are Libras, but my mm. best friend is a Pisces. Oh, I, gotta I fuck know. With, I, I fuck love, with the Pisces. Bro. Me too. I love, I love my Pisces. Pisces and Virgo, Pisces. complete opposite on the spectrum, but yeah. Yeah, I love my All Pisces. All right, well, fortunately, we kind of have to wrap this up on a... Bob Bear, a little rougher than usual, but <laughs> I want to think. Is kicking us out. <laughs> hey. yeah. We never got like, out of an episode before. Right, shout out Broadstone. Uh, I'd like to thank yeah everybody uh, yeah. here today. Thank you guys for pulling up uh, tacos and tequila. Tacos and tequila. Wait, what's the date? I got to give a shout out to uh, Milagro, Tecate, and uh, Del Maguey, as well as Black Owl Live. They're all um, big sponsors and big parts of this event. So thank you for all those. And also, you, you have any social media you. that people can um, underscore aboutit.co. That's the Instagram you can follow or Twitter, uh, aboutitco. And then you can find me, uh, aboutit underscore brands on Instagram as well. What about you guys? You guys got right. Yo, yo, yo. You're tuning in to Dice Roller Radio. My name is Teal Ideal. Come check me out at Serenity and Sound Waves, April 27th, 11 a.m. Yoga and Vinyl at Broadstone Makers Quarter, a really dope location in like East Village, Makers Quarter area of downtown. Thank you guys for having me. Yo, hey. so uh, it's just at, look up Abjo, A B J O. I go by Abjonian on multiple. Um, Multiple forms of social media. I got a couple shows. I'm playing uh, the Travelers Club show the next one on May 9th. Oh, uh, that's going to be yeah, that's, oh, that's, yeah, that's low key. Right. I will say that I, I I don't know if I'm supposed to be announcing that I'm playing, but I know it's actually happening May 9th. Hell yeah, for sure. So you can quote me on that. I'm muscling my way in, if, even if I'm not, because it's going to be a dope show. Sam Geltry's playing. Also going to be doing the hip hop right uh, cipher. Hopefully, the one that happens at Green Flash with Park and Rec Collective. Yeah. Oh shit! Um, and Nina Sky at the Merrill. Yes, Nina Sky at the Merrill. Um, uh, and this is all in May, by the way. Eighteenth um, uh, is happening at the Merrill. Nina Sky. I'm playing with them, and then look out for an announcement about playing me playing airplane plane mode L.A. with Gaslamp Killer on the 29th of May. And then, of course, check me out May 4th, Talks Tequila Fest. Hey. Hell yeah. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah, you guys. Oh, yeah. Yo, thank you guys so much for coming through. This has been a pleasure. Definitely. Definitely a great way to start off our fifth season. Fifth season, yeah. Well, you heard it here, Dice Roll Radio. Thank you to all listenership from all the social media outlets, uh, SoundCloud, uh, fucking Spotify, Spotify, Apple Music, Podcast. All that yeah, yeah. And, and if you're tuning in now, make sure you tune in for the next episode. It should be in about a week or so. Um, shoot us a message on MixLR. Uh, go, go hit up rtwlr.co, Rottweiler, for, the, uh, for all the past season episodes and all that. 
And yeah, just keep up with us. Hey, you know thank me? you, Steve. Keep up with us. Stay tuned. Thank we you, Steve. Thank, thank you, Thank you, Thank you, guys. Thank you again, everyone at the party. Thank you, Stilo. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for being here, of course. Yeah, and, and thank you everybody that pulled up to the one year anniversary party. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. And this dice roller signing out. Yeah. Dice roller motherfucking radio. Like yeah, so the security drop. guard out there this point's for you. Boy, give me them headphones. Let me hear myself. <laughs> 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 do, do them separate. Do them separate.